Hello, hello. Welcome to the sound of the start of your Boxing Day. This is the NTT20 betting show. Ali Maxwell and George Ellick looking through the Boxing Day docket. It would be wrong to call it a throbbing docket because there's a lot of games having been postponed. We'll be looking to do better than last week. It's unlikely we could do much worse. It was one of our poorer efforts. And apologies to anyone who followed us in. We'll be looking to regain your trust this week, it's fair to say. Uh, this podcast is sponsored by the Skybet EFL Rewards app and George specifically. And for about one more week, the Skybet EFL Rewards predictor is worth flagging up ahead of the Boxing Day fixtures. Yeah, I nearly forgot last weekend because there was that pesky 5.30 Friday kickoff between Ooh. Hull and Portsmouth. And that was probably meant that it was, I'm guessing, the easiest time for a League One fan like me to actually win. Because I reckon there are quite a few people who would have done that. So do not forget on Boxing Day. Very important because you can play for totally free. I only got four out of nine this week. I am famously <laughs> terrible at this game, despite getting Pompey right uh, first up. Um, but yeah, it's free to download. You enter. It's fun. It's a fun thing to do. You get to predict games for free and then you get to follow the games and work out how you're getting on. And if you are better than everybody else, you win a £1,000 sterling. Now, I don't know how much you spend on your Christmas presents, but I'm quite happy that if I win this weekend or on Boxing Day, then I will win after I bought them because it means I don't have to spend them on other people. I can spend it on me. Absolutely no chance you've gone over a thousand pounds on your Christmas presents no, for, I have your, not. for your loved ones, that's for sure. Sure. Guys, um, please do get involved because we haven't heard of anyone listening to this podcast winning that grand yet and I can't quite believe it. Bear in mind there are three people that win a grand every single game week and we've had countless game weeks already in the month of December. There's still Boxing Day, there's still the midweek fixtures uh, next week as well. So please, please play. Please one of you win because we gave it the big into sky bet that our listeners would be better than the, than the non-listeners who play the game uh, and that certainly hasn't been the case. So we'll be trying to win. You should as well. Uh, you just enter your predictions for one EFL division ahead of the round of fixtures on Boxing Day. That person at the top of the leaderboard for each league will win £1,000. There'll be a prize draw if anyone is tied at the top. Um, And the cash rewards are courtesy of Skybet. And as mentioned, this ends after the games on the 29th of December. It's for over-18s only and further T's and C's do apply. This podcast is also for over-18s only. We're talking about betting, which comes with significant risks. Please don't ever bet more than you can afford to lose. And please, if you don't understand the risks around gambling, just head to BeGambleAware.org. Check out the information on site uh, and think twice before placing a bet this weekend or this Boxing Day, I should say. That's the same thing. Falls on a weekend it is. for the first Saturday. time in a, in a long time. George, ahead of the Boxing Day football, I'll be across it pretty strongly as I'm in at Quest on Saturday, on Boxing Day. I imagine you will be across it quite strongly as you will be on BBC Radio 5 Live on Boxing Day. Yes. Uh, I think maybe some of the listeners might sack this one off and, uh, and just uh, and just sink into their sofa, half cut with some <laughs> leftovers. Um, but, what, but what's your Not best... Not an option for us, is it? What's your strongest selection? What's your nap ahead of uh, the Boxing Day and games? I, and I'm really looking forward to seeing your the nice bags under your eyes on, on Quest on Boxing Day evening after you've had a few too many <laughs> riokas. That's what the makeup's for. That is true, but we have to apply ourselves these days, so it's not like that's even really an option. Um, my best bet comes, and, and I'd like to think that it would be the, my best bet if this morning's news hadn't happened, but it's Morecambe to beat Grimsby, which is 17-20 to 20 with Skybet. Now, 
Ian Holloway's resignation this morning uh, is, in my opinion anyway, clearly good news for this bet. First time time an EFL manager has resigned on Twitter that I can remember. Wow, I can't remember any other times. No, nor can I. Um, And, you know, it's it's clearly due to off-field issues with um, the outgoing owner, John Fenty, the prospective owners, John Fenty's relationship with um, a potential owner not helping things at all. Um, It's an absolute mess at Grimsby. And in many ways, I think Ian Holloway is probably kind of the perfect man to have at the helm during a mess. And we saw that last Saturday when they kind of, having lost back-to-back games to relegation rivals, uh, pulled out a 1-0, like a horrible 1-0 win at home to Scunthorpe in in a a local derby. It had Holloway kind of written all over it. They lost last night against Bradford 2-1 in a game again where... They were unlucky to get beat, really. Um, and I know it's easy to, to have a lot of the game at, at 2-0 down, but Bradford scored from their first two shots on target. Um, I think their first two shots in the game, actually. And then it was up to Grimsby to try and fight their way back in, and they couldn't quite do that. And then this morning, Grimsby's, Grimsby's manager in Holloway has gone. I've been looking to get against Grimsby fairly regularly recently anyway. I think a few weeks ago, we, we kind of sounded them out as being a team who were, who were destined to go on the slide. And, and Holloway, the lack of Holloway in the, in the dugout seems unlikely to be a positive thing. But the main reason I want to back Morecambe here is because of Morecambe. Like, can we just show Derek Adams' Morecambe some respect here? Because they are fifth in the league. They've got 31 points from 19 games. They're six points off top. Yes, they have a minus five goal difference. But I spoke about that on um, on, on the Monday show. They've had two kind of anomalous results. But they are they're fully, fully on merit. They, their underlying data stacks out massively. They were kind of the obvious XG um bet last weekend against Colchester despite having similar records so far this season the XG ratio between the two sides was poles apart um, and Morecambe aside you know if, if this was if they are in that group of Cheltenham Carlisle um, Exeter on merit if it was one of those sides playing at home against Grimsby there would be heavy heavy odds on the price has started to go this morning I assume because of Holloway it was about even money first thing um, I've had yeah, one of my biggest bets of the season here on this Ooh. one. Um, because something will have to... You know, Grimsby will have to find a reaction from somewhere. They'll have to improve from somewhere in order, to, in my opinion, to keep Morecambe at bay. And if they do that, then fair play to them. I think you can... Whenever you have a, a really strong fancy, I think you can often think to yourself, like, if this goes tits up, if Grimsby end up winning this game, will I regret it? And I definitely, definitely will not. There's enough evidence in front of me to suggest that Morecambe are still underrated by the market. And that, you know, anecdotal evidence that Grimsby are probably going to um, be a little bit worse than we've been used to. My nap is not a million miles away from Grimsby, uh, but a team at the other end of the league above. What an ugly segue that is. It's, <laughs> it's Lincoln. It's Lincoln to beat Burton Albion in League One. Um, stretching for a winner here, I think it's fair to say, but... Uh, as as bankers go this weekend, this is where I've fallen. Um, Lincoln are a team towards the top end of League One. Burton rooted to the very bottom of it. Um, and yeah, I mean, it's 8-11 to uh, for Lincoln to win this game at home. They've got a very good record against teams towards the bottom end of the table this season. Uh, they've played 10 teams in 12th and below and they've won 8 out of those 10 games. Burton themselves, clearly a poor side obvious where the issue is they haven't kept a clean sheet yet this season and I think the 
the varied threats that Lincoln show, they, they are by no means a team that absolutely pepper the opposition goal and chuck wave after wave of attack at you. I don't think you would necessarily watch Lincoln and think, gosh, that's an amazing attacking side, but they're a very good football team and they, they've won a lot of football matches, that's for sure. Whether it's Monsmer from set pieces, which is somewhere Burton have really struggled this season to defend set pieces, uh, whether it's uh, Brennan Johnson, who scored two lovely goals last weekend and whose wing play is excellent, whether it's George Grant, from dead ball situations, uh, which was kind of boosting them in the early part of the season. Um, and the the more physical threat of Tom Hopper, not a prolific goal scorer, but again, they, they just have quite a lot um, to make you think about. And I don't think this Burton Albion side, who are just in such a miserable run of form, uh, I don't think they'll be able to get past this. So um, it's it's straightforward, um, but I'm confident. Lincoln to beat Burton, 8-11 to 11 is my nap this Boxing Day. I keep wanting to say this weekend. It's like an automatic. It is this weekend. I know, but it feels weird, doesn't it? Like this is this is one of the few weekends of the year where it's not a weekend. It's Boxing Day. It's almost like it doesn't exist as a weekend because who? But boxing Day is on a Saturday. But who knows what day it is? I don't know what day it is today. It could be any day. I can um, see you supping on your pale ale as I talk, so I'm not surprised. <laughs> anyway, so you've gone for Morecambe. I've gone for Lincoln. Uh, what's your next best? Ali. Hello. Oh, I love these games. No, it's not a game. I'm just asking you a question. Okay. Who do you think is more likely to win the 7.45 kickoff on Saturday? Sorry, Boxing Day evening between <laughs> Watford and Norwich. Uh, I think Norwich are more likely to win than Watford. See, Ali, I agree. Great. Yeah, Watford are the favourites to win it. Wow. Should we just move on? Uh, so I'm, I'm backing them to draw no bet at 10 to 11. Uh, it's a shame for this bet, in my opinion, that Vladimir Ivic isn't still Watford manager because I would be pretty confident, given what we've seen from Watford under him, given what we saw from Watford under him, that they weren't going to suddenly turn up and be a very good championship side. Um, the performances, you know, I've got so many thoughts on Vladimir Ivic. I'm a bit nervous about how I'm sure we're going to talk about it on Five Live on Saturday about how impassioned I'm going to be in terms of defending a manager's sacking because it's not a great look. Um, but I do really, really strongly believe that. Watford made the right decision in parting company with a manager who um, showed little to no tactical acumen, in my opinion, in his time at Vicarage Road. They've appointed Gisco Inferno, um, another shameless plug I'll be talking about on Sky on Friday evening, ahead of that game that I'm talking about right now. Um, and I think you've got to hold a manager who we don't know a great deal about, about in pretty high regard to think he's going to get an instant reaction here. Obviously, the, the kind of press clippings that we're seeing um, a pretty positive. I mean, he seems like a very positive person. It feels like he's coming into the into the building, telling everybody how good they are, telling everybody how happy he is to be there, and hoping that will lift the players. And maybe it will. But on the basis and the evidence of what we've seen so far on the pitch, Norwich are just a far, far better football team than Watford. Um, you know, there aren't going to be any fans there on the day because the whole country is now in tier tier two. Uh, Watford's arguably Watford's best player over the last eighteen months, Ben Foster, has just made an absolute howler, uh, which isn't ideal coming into this one, as well as Etienne Capoue kneeling the ball into his own goal. They're just a club who, you know, they needed a change. I'm, I, I reckon if he's worth his salt, Chisco will, will improve them. Um, but I'm, I'm, I'm very happy to, to take a take a, a financial standpoint that this is going to be a game too early for them. And if Norwich play the way they have been, if Emi Buendia plays the way he has been, if Timo Puki keeps getting into the goal-scoring positions that he has been, then Watford are going to have to do very, very well to keep Norwich at bay. Um, so, yeah, 10 to, I mean, Watford's home record this season 
even though I'm not particularly keen on them, has been fairly okay, I, I should point out. Although the last game against Brentford, I mean, Brentford absolutely, you know, dominated that game until they uh, they were down to 10 men and even then managed to wrestle back a, a point. Um, yeah, Norwich, this is one where in normal weeks, Norwich would probably be a nap, but I'm, I'm really sweet on Morecambe. Double nap. <laughs> wow. I mean, is it? Well, for me. Okay. Well, I'll, I'll follow on from that because I've got something from that game as well. One of my next best is, and you kind of mentioned it there, Temu Puki, anytime goal scorer, uh, 9 to 5 or 2.8 if you prefer that, with Skybet. It's uh, the best price around. And I think I think in the last month, Puki is on a par with Tony and Armstrong, really. Um, certainly in terms of the underlying numbers, the expected goals, the XG per 90, the shots he's getting off, the fact that he's playing for a team who have elevated themselves to be clearly the best team in the league from what we've seen so far and certainly on current form. Um, and he's got a ton of creative players behind him, not least Emi Buendia, uh, the best player in the league. And he's just one of those players that on, on any given day, even if he's not that involved in the game and, and even if Norwich aren't you know, taking 25 shots and having 70% possession as they might in some games, I wouldn't necessarily expect that here, but actually with a bit more space to work into with a Watford side that, that probably won't set up camped out on their own in their own box. I don't think that would be a very smart way for Chisco to um, sort of meet the fans, a good first impression. So I'm sure they'll they'll have a go. And uh, I think that suits Pookie down to the ground. Uh, Watford have got some half-decent centre-backs and some centre-backs that have clearly shown they've got a rick in them. And I don't know who Chisco will go for here. But either way, Pukki's movement and the players that he's got behind him um, and the form that he's on make me think that he's a pretty good nod. Uh, and as I say, yeah, I, I consider him on a par at the moment with Tony and Armstrong. Clearly, he's not up there in terms of goals scored because he didn't have the start to the season that those guys had. But I wouldn't see, I would not be surprised at all to see him getting closer and closer and closer to them as the weeks go on. So um, given that they are both much shorter to score any time in their respective games uh, on Boxing Day. I'm all over Pookie any time uh, at 2.8. That'll be a nice bit of interest on that Boxing Day game um, while I'm in at Quest and looking forward to watching you on that. Um, what's another one that you've got for us? Um, Swansea to beat QPR at um, 11 to 8. QPR are just, are just really poor, I think. You know, I... I <clears throat> tipped up Wickham last weekend, uh, draw no bet. Wickham deserved to win that game quite clearly. They were the better side on the day, uh, although it took a late equaliser to get our stake back. But <clears throat> QPR, basically week on week, are giving chances away and not creating a great deal. Um, the electric early form of players like say Samuel has started to dwindle. Um, I wonder if certain players like himself may be looking at the January transfer window that's about to open with a glance. I think if there's a side who I think could drop into the relegation zone pretty quickly at the moment, it would be QPR. I was really taken aback by how poor Swansea were against Derby, but I think there's an argument that Derby are actually just quite a good team at the moment under Wayne Rooney, and they bounced back really well against Barnsley uh, on the weekend with a 2-0 win. Um, they have proven this season. You know that their, their away form isn't great, but when they come up against sides who are, you know, have like a quality deficiency, 
they are quite good at kind of seeing them off, if that makes sense. So I wouldn't really fancy Swansea against some of the better teams in the division away from home. But we've seen them beat Forest 1-0. We saw them go to Cardiff in the, in the derby, of course, and beat them 2-0, who are by no means a poor team. Taking points away at Brentford, away at Bristol City, beat um, Preston and Wickham. So they're just a very solid side. And if they perform as we know they can, uh, yeah, they're, they're they're quite clearly the likely winners here. Um QPR seemed very, very short at a two to one, fifteen to eight to win it. Um so Swansea at eleven to eight is my next third pick. <laughs> <laughs> Nicely done. Um my next is over two point five goals in Barnsley against Huddersfield at even money. I was really surprised to see this one at Evens and want to pop it into my selections for this weekend. Uh, it's also incidentally uh, the game that I'm most excited to watch, I think, in the championship on Boxing Day. Um, I am expecting this. And we know that the championship has not been particularly entertaining this year. 2.2 goals per game we're at now in the champ. Uh, both League 1 and League 2 are at 2.6. So just under half a goal more per game in League 1 League 2 to the championship this season. Um, and we think we've pretty much got to the bottom of this. We don't think mm-hmm. it's because of a, a, a lack of fans, because that's clearly not impacted other divisions um and i think basically it's a lot down to the managers that we have at the level and thankfully this barnsley and huddersfield game i think will be the antithesis of what you might say is the the normal the standard championship game uh, of this season the way that both teams like to play both with the ball where they have some really good attacking patterns of play But, crucially for this bet, uh, both teams have actually conceded more goals than they've scored. So, even if I think they play pretty football, and even if I quite rate both of these teams going forward in the way that they do things, it's fair to say that that is not matched by a a defensive strength. So, that's what excites me here. They both play on the front foot. They both like to put pressure on the opposition high up the pitch in a way that both can um, make the opposition make errors uh, which can lead to chances for them but of course as we know with a high pressing style the trade-off that you have is while high pressing teams maybe face fewer shots than those who sit in a deeper block and uh, encourage teams to take longer shots with a set defense it does mean that when teams do play through you and you have fewer defensive players between the ball and the goal uh, the chances that you give up tend to be higher quality chances so I just think it suits both teams and I can't wait to see how this one plays out I feel like it might be a bit like the um, what was the game I really enjoyed the other day? Norwich against Blackburn, it was. Where yeah, you love that. The, well, both teams were just sort of trading attacks uh, and backing themselves, and I quite like that. I think it might be the case here. Both have definitely got a rick in them at the back as well. Individual errors um, are, are pretty are always on the cards, put it this way, with some of the defensive players on show here. So I'm just asking for some of those uh, on the end of the chances to finish their dinner, so to speak, their Boxing Day dinner, because it's fair to say that even Woodrow, who I love, can be quite wasteful, Chaplin as well, um, and some of the Huddersfield strikers too. So I'm hoping that there's a, a good finishing afternoon at Barnsley, that this one goes over 2.5 goals. And at even money, I'm absolutely all over it. There you go. Uh, time for some bonus picks, George. Yes, um, my bonus pick is in the Wigan Shrewsbury game, or as I like to call them, Shrewsbury 1-0. <laughs> well done, mate. Thank you, thank you so much. Uh, yeah, I, you mean I'm Steve a... Cotter one nil? No, it's much cleverer than yours. It's annoying that it's not one all because the two L's at the end of his name would work quite well for that. Yes. Anyway, Shrewsbury have won three games in a in a row one nil. We'll workshop something later on. 
And I'm just going to bet them to do it again, which is it kind of goes against everything that I think about football betting. Kind of seeing a trend of three results in a row and being like, you know what, I'm going to do it again. But after the whole game, I'm annoyed with myself. After the whole game, I said, I can't remember if it was on this or on the, I think it might be on the Totally Football League show Extra Time. I said Shrewsbury scored and they set up in a low block and Hull barely created anything and they were very comfortable in their win. Why didn't I translate that in my head as being like, ah, oh, that could be something that happens quite often here? Because under Steve Cottrell, Shrewsbury have done that three games in a row against three sides who are all in the top four. <laughs> like, it's remarkable. They've beaten Hull, Lincoln and Doncaster away from home in exactly the same way. Um, I, yeah, I, I, I think we should be talking about it more, really. But... I'm just going to back him to do it again at six to one because it feels like the blueprint for the Shrewsbury side under Cottrell is basically just to score and then be very, very happy um, sitting in defence. Obviously, Wigan, Wigan's um, defensive frailties might mean that Shrewsbury get a few more. Um, but I'm kind of talking myself out of the bet as we speak. But I just think it's, it's a decent enough price of sixes. It follows the way that, that they are winning games. And let's just see if we can get them on, the, on a run of four. Let's see indeed. Um, right, I've got a bonus pick that I'm really excited about and it just it has the potential to end this year's on the betting show in such a nice way. And it's an old friend of mine, someone that I met on a plane from Los Angeles to England, London, Heathrow more specifically. And he's a centre-back for Shrewsbury 1-0, as you call them or Steve Cotter 1-0, as I call them. And he's called Ethan Ebanks Landell. Now, there's a few things to unpack here. Um, as you guys know, I love a centre-back first goal scorer pick. And I feel a little hard done by this season and frustrated with myself that I haven't had a sort of settled regime if you will what's the I, I guess more of a plan I haven't had a clever enough plan around it because when you're backing these guys you tend to have them flagged up because you know they're getting on the end of chances and you know that a goal is coming at some point but because I don't just want to put like 10 names on a shortlist and do the same names every week I tend to flip between them and obviously what happens is <laughs> quite often they score the week after you've picked them or a couple of weeks after and you don't want to go back to them. So I say all that to say that Ebanks Landale's mate Aaron Pierre at Shrewsbury is probably the biggest sickener this season along with Dan Scar, who someone I picked who was just constantly getting on the end of chances and not scoring and who now I think has four goals in the last few months and is basically Shrewsbury's <laughs> biggest goal threat. But I think you know, in terms of the odds, as you can imagine, Aaron Pierre is now, I think, 14 to 1 to score first this weekend against Wigan, which for a centre-back seems pretty insane. Given that Ethan Ebanks-Landell is also very good in the air, also goes up for every single Shrewsbury set piece, and there's no reason necessarily why Pierre would be that much more likely to score than Ebanks-Landell, I'm going to have to take him at 50 to 1. Especially if, you know, Wigan will be spending the next few days looking at Shrewsbury set pieces and working out that they need to stop Aaron Pierre. Maybe that creates an, a, an extra chance for Landell, a bit more space for Ethan. That's what I'm hoping because he's 50 to 1 to each way, which I'll take with Skybet. That means a third of the odds uh, for the each way part if he scores any time as well. Um, Pierre's been scoring them all, but I think Ebanks Landell's in there and I think one will fall for him. And <laughs> who better to play against than a Wigan side who. I mean, defensively, 
are just not at it and just constantly giving up chances. My mind is cast back to that Rochdale game in, in midweek, I think it was last week, where their defending, especially from crosses, was just embarrassing. And I think, you know, the Shrewsbury players will all be licking their lips and I'm going to back Ethan Ebanks-Landell to rise highest to nod home a Charlie Daniels set piece and make my Christmas at 50-1. to 1. And he could make it even more lively because I've actually got a double bonus, George. I've got another oh one as well. Oh my God. In the game that I'll be watching in the championship, Barnsley against Huddersfield, I'm backing Mads Joel Anderson, also at 50-1, to 1, to score a goal first. Each way as well, a third of the odds. Um, he's got himself on the end of quite a few chances recently. He's been flagged up by my very scientific system for finding centre-back first goal scorers. And I think it's only a matter of time before Anderson notches one himself. Uh, and against this Huddersfield side, as good a chance as anyone, I think. That's also 50-1. to 1, So there's a 0.01 points on the 2,600-1 to 1 each way double. The pay for the Christmas double, as we're calling mm-hmm. it. Just imagine if that comes in and I win the predictor. I mean, I'll probably take a couple of months off. That'd be annoying for me. What would I do? Just before I let you go, George, recap your bets for me. Uh, Morecambe to beat Grimsby at 17-20. to 20. Norwich away at Watford, drawn a better 10 to 11. Swansea away at QPR at 11 to 8. And 1 0 Shrewsbury. Hopefully, Ebanks Landell at Wigan. Let's have some Boxing Day winners. Come on. Uh, I've got Lincoln as my nap. I've got Tamu Puki anytime at 2.8 uh, to score for Norwich against Watford. I've got over 2.5 goals in Barnsley, Huddersfield at even money. And then a double bonus. And this could be something special. Ethan Ebanks Landell, old friend of mine, 50 to 1 to score. I'm taking the each way with Skybet. I'm doing the same with Mads Joel Anderson of Barnsley against Huddersfield and popping them in a little each way double as well. Guys, do play the Skybet EFL Rewards Predictor on Boxing Day. It's a chance to win £1,000 for a free-to-play predictor game. There's only two more game weeks where this £1,000 is up for grabs. So there's still six grand to win, one for each division for each game week. Um, Just predict the scores. It takes 30 seconds on the free Skybet EFL Rewards app. The person who is top of the leaderboard for each league will win £1,000 and there'll be a prize draw to select a winner in case of any people tied at the top of the leaderboard. There's an opportunity to win on Boxing Day and next midweek as well, so make sure you don't miss that. And the cash rewards are courtesy of Skybet, uh, 18 and over only, uh, and further T's and C's do apply. But we're so grateful for you for joining us on this pod. We've got one more NTT20 before the end of the year, George. I think we should probably recap Boxing Day next Monday. Yes. I know you've got time. I know I've got time. Um, but thank you so much, guys. Thank you for listening to this pod. And thank you for all your support. And um, we hope you have a, a good few days. Uh, be safe, be merry, be happy. Um, and you can get in touch with us anytime at NTT20Pod. And thank you so much for listening. And we'll speak again soon. <laughs>